Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks. Ladies and gentlemen, last time on Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks, the cultist waystation is looted for weapons, magic, tea, lemon, and beer. Fontorvrak finally appears, offering the party one of a selection of magic items in exchange for his beloved. He then gives them a sending stone in case they find other musical magical artifacts he might be interested in. Soria heads back to Greenest. The party burns down the waystation and make a dramatic exit via the teleportation circle to their pocket house. There they unload their loot and decide on what to do next. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. I'm your DM Lauren, aka Obocrazy, and it's still summer here, so I decided that I was going to give in to some hard cider, but I actually have some premium Northwest flatbed cider, and it's pear. I have pear <gasps> cider, and it is... Oh, it's delicious. Yeah, flatbed cider is super, super good, especially their pear. I highly, highly recommend it. Have you had pineapple cider yet? That's good. No. Yeah. Yeah, Ace has a a pineapple cider. Yeah, Ace and Austin East ciders both have pineapple. I will look into both of those. Uh, Jonathan, tell me what you're drinking. Hey, this is Jonathan. I play Jonathan the Magimuscular. And tonight, once again, I have an offering from the Coop Ale Works here in Oklahoma City. It is one of their. Special Belgian ales, the Cuckoo Stoot. It has coconut in it, and it's delicious. Also, I love it when when any any of you guys say the word Cuckoo Stoot. It's it fun to say. It's a fun word. We need a thing that is a Cuckoo Stoot. Can you make us up a thing? A Cuckoo Stoot? A Cuckoo Stoot? What do you think it would be if it were a creature? If it was a, a creature, it's going to be obviously a flying cuckoo that uh, impales you for 1d8 damage. Bernie, what are you drinking tonight? Oh, my favorite, full steam southern basil. It's so good. Also, like, shout out to my mom who bought me this beer knowing I didn't have a chance to buy any beer. Oh, and wow. she, like, that is, got me a little four-pack of mom. this. That, that is an excellent mom. Good mother. Yeah. Your parents on a regular basis have come through for Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks, and, and we love them. I know. Thank you, Bernie's mom. <laughs> Carlton, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a big-ass bottle of Adelbert's Brewery Naked Nun. It's a Belgian-style wit. And it is mm. uh, 1.9.4 ounces. So yeah, it's 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 a lot. It's a lot, and it'll be gone by the time we are done. Travancore, yeah. finally, what are you drinking? Hi, enablers. The Viceroy's choice this evening is the last of my Saranac variety pack. It is the Saranac Summer Pills, continuing our uh, summer trend. Once this is gone, I've got Win- Winchester bourbon on deck. Ooh, I hope that goes away quickly. That sounds excellent. So, as I mentioned in the recap... You guys have just appeared at your pocket house with a whole bunch of loot. You've taken a couple of minutes and unloaded all of the stuff. You'd brought some stuff from the larder of the inn at the way station that you guys have started to burn down when you left. Can't prove it. Wasn't us. 
I seriously, I must, <laughs> I must like pause and say like afterwards I was thinking about this, like what a wonderful group of friends I have that look at me and go, would you like to burn this down? I think that's And your the, answer was immediately yes. I think it's just the sweetest, most considerate thing in a really fucked up way. <laughs> we know you. We got you, you fam. Considerate like, in a fucked up right way is our brand. I, I, I feel love like. how like Travi was like <laughs> Bernie's hasn't burned anything down, and then and then I got to and it was so beautiful. Well, you you saved our lives more than a few times. The least you can do is let you burn down a bar once in a while. I feel like for every time I finally use a healing spell on you guys, I should get to light something on fire. <laughs> oh God, the world will burn. Well, you yes. guys will be healed a lot more often if you think about it. Well, at this moment, you guys are in a, a fairly safe spot. You've taken a few minutes and hauled all the stuff into the house because the couple casks of beer, the large thing of flour, the pig shanks, all of those, you know, are unwieldy. The Modrons are happy to see you. They're practically standing at attention in the living room. The place looks spotless. It's still kind of empty, so it's probably easy to How clean. Does it smell? It, it smells fine, actually. Right, Whatever they've been doing since you've been gone, uh, if you do poke your head into the bathroom, you will find that there is no evidence of your former issue. Cry! I kind of do finger Thank guns. You. Cry. Like, Good job, guys. It was Good a job. fucking war cry. So I, I'd like to inspect the modern to see if there's any needed maintenance. All right, go ahead and make an investigation check. Ooh, I want to help. Sure. 19. Uh, 20. Ah. Nice. So... Uh, Jonathan, you you kneel down next to one of them. Uh, Travancore kneels down next to the other, and you kind of give them a once over, and they look they look fine. They look in perfect working order and shiny and new. Cool. Well, I did my bit. <laughs> <laughs> what would you like to do? I want to go back over all the shit that I have. I need to like take some inventory. I'm like, that's kind of what I'm doing right now. But I just realized, like, I have all this stuff that we've gotten. Some of it you have left back, depending on what the loot is, you've left some of it back at the, at Leosian's house, including Reggie. Reggie is still hanging out at Leosian's we, house back in Greenest. Because it uh, might be a while Sorry, before to we grab get back Reggie, to Reggie, right? Make, take oh care of Reggie. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, let's, well, let's just assume Leosian is cool. And will help us out in the taking care of Reggie. You guys, we're going to be locked up for abandoning a horse. You guys are, are pretty sure Reggie! they will take care of Reggie while you're gone. That that's not going to be a big deal. Okay. Bucks. Leosian's a pretty responsible dude. Bucks looks at me and then looks at everyone else and thinks to me and starts hooting a little bit, like kind of annoyed to be like, is this how you treat all your animal friends? And gives me a quizzical look. And I'm like, Bucks, I'm, I'm sorry. It was an oversight. We were busy. Bucks, I can personally guarantee that Reggie is feeling fat and sassy right about now, so that's, don't worry. That's fair enough. At this point, I'd like to bring Shadow up to introduce him to Bucks. Oh, this is going to go great. All right. Shadow has been kind of distracted with Thunter of Rack and everything. And uh, you bring him on over to Jonathan and point at the owl. And he kind of gives, you know, this, it's a tiny, tiny little owl. And Shadow is massive. So he just kind of sits there on the ground, giving it a, a quizzical look. He's your friend, Shadow. Just remember that. Don't eat it like you would a human. I'm like, don't worry, Bucks. This, this bear has saved my ass a couple of times. So he's cool. And so Bucks kind of looks at him. Gives him another, like, quizzical look and 
then spreads his wings, flies over, and perches right on Shadow's head and looks at him from down on top of his head. Aww. I think you should have to roll to see if Buxley likes Shadow. <laughs> well, considering what Bucks and Shadow are, they, they immediately kind of take a liking to each other. Bucks actually lands right on Shadow's snout, which is kind of cute, as then Shadow immediately kind of holds very still. <laughs> Travancore, you can tell that Shadow's holding still not out of fear or out of any desire to, to hurt anything. He's holding very still because he's trying to be a good perch. Uh, in my mind, I'm like imagining Shadow going cross-eyed as he looks at the owl in his snout. That's exactly what's going on. He is he is looking at, and this owl is kind of big, wide-eyed, looking at him back. And the two of them kind of give each other looks. Shadow gives Travancore kind of a side eye, like, "Well, this is weird, but okay." And uh, Bucks is giving Jonathan the same look. This is weird, but okay. <laughs> Yay! They're friends. Kind of sort Yay. of. Yay! <laughs> we we assume so. All right, Bucks, uh, come on back. Yeah. And he flies on back. He's a little more comfortable on your shoulder than on, on Shadow's snout. And now that he's flown off of Shadow's snout, Shadow kind of shakes a little bit from holding himself so still and then saddles back up to Travancore and goes, <sighs> <laughs> I, I kind of rub Shadow's head being like, good bear. <sighs> but uh, yeah, at this point, how are we doing on time? In the, I'm a pocket dimension that works differently or whatever, but like... Uh, I think time works normally, except for when Rachel intervenes. Right. Okay. You look outside the window, and the sun has just set, which seems... Or, no, there's no sun in the pocket dimension, but the the sky has grown dark, and there's, like, a little bit of light off to the west. And it seems to mirror what you were seeing when you left the, the way station, as, as far as how light or how dark it was. And it's been about two and a half hours since you actually activated the teleportation circle. Well, I want to take a nap. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I'm going to grab one of the... I'm going to grab one of the forest green blankets. Oh, I'm going to grab one of the rugs, too, and give us a nice runner up and down the hallway of the house. Okay, you've got three rugs. Which which one are you, you uh, going to grab? I'm going to go... Let's go with the silver one with the flower pattern woven into it. Okay. Carlton lays down this rug. It's it's actually a really nice size for the middle area between all of the bedrooms. And you guys are going to bed down for the night? Yeah, yeah I think so. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go, go get all, get all bundly. Oh, are okay. my pants clean? You can ask one of the moderns. I asked the Felix. Hey, uh, Felix, uh, do you guys have my pants? Are they are they clean? You hear Felix make a series of pick, 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 and it leads you up the stairs to the room that you would use the last time, and you can see neatly folded on your bed is your pair of pants, clean and pressed. Is Felix the single Modron, the double, or the penta? I forget. Alistair Duke is the weird circle eyeball, Piddlesmick is the triangle, and Felix is the star, because I have yeah, my notes. Yeah, just brought it up in my notes, too. Yeah. Cool. Perfect. Yeah, I give him a high five, saying, thanks, thanks, Felix. It takes a second. You basically have to teach him what to do because you hold up your hand and he just holds up his hand and then you give him the high five. But after a second or two, he kind of gets it. And now he's, if you hold up your hand, he knows to give you a high five. I think everybody should be proud that Carlton taught something to someone. Yay. I'm smart. (laughs) SMRT. I go ahead and strip down and go to bed. All right, you guys all bed down for the evening and very nicely get yourselves a long rest. It's safe here. It feels good. It's uh, a super nice, comfy bed. The moderns have obviously been taking care of everything. And so eight hours pass without an issue. And it is the next morning. 
I want to wake up a few minutes earlier and start cooking up some of that uh, pork we have so that we all have bacon when the others wake up. Okay. You head downstairs. There are no cooking utensils. You guys have a a whole mm. nice dinnerware set, but it's a serving set. You don't actually have any pots or pans or anything. Well, I guess we need to go shopping. Shopping towns. Well, fortunately, Waterdeep is brimming with shops. We should be able to find whatever we want. Shopping episode! Let's make this house <laughs> a home. Alright, so let's head back into Water's Deep then. Or Water's Deep, I'm sorry. Water Deep. Water Deep. Not Water Deep? Water nope, deep. Water Got Deep. Single water, very deep. So you gather up your stuff. You do have some rations in yeah. your packs so that I you can still sausage. get a breakfast in. And yes, you do have a sausage. It's <laughs> warm in that weird it's been sitting out all night way but if you'd like to eat it it's it's yours i shall all right roll me a constitution saving throw <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, row. that's cool it's whatever God, it's the nature of the game it's part of the game i tried to feed that sausage to a horse it didn't work out I'm now realizing that was literal weeks ago. I got an 18, bitches. <laughs> Actually, it in the game, it was only a couple of days. It, in in real life, it was a long time. 18. It's a little chewy, and gee, it'd be nice to warm this up. But you know, it's a sausage, and you 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 manage to eat it without problems. All right, so you guys are gonna head back out. Yeah. Yes. All right, you trundle out of the house, Shadow dutifully following following behind. The Modrons wave at you as you leave. I wave and back. And <laughs> the, the one immediately goes to give you a high five. <laughs> I, I dash back and high five and then dash back to the portal. Okay. You head through the portal. At the pocket house, it seems to be the next morning. It's maybe about... Nine o'clock ish. You 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 guys got an, a full long rest in and kind of woke up slowly and without any problems. And as you arrive in uh, where you had left off, it seems to be about the same time of day. It's about nine o'clock in the morning. The first thing that strikes you is it's very cold. The rain that was falling the night before has overnight turned to snow, <gasps> and while there isn't a thick layer of snow. There's there's a, a solid dusting over everything, which is good because it's it's making the burnt down husk of the way station that's still smoking a little bit a little pretty, a little more pretty. When you guys appear on the teleportation circle back at the way station, it's a little awkward because there are blackened fallen timbers everywhere. There's just soot and smoking remains of what was this way station. And you can see that some of the, the forest nearby actually did take to light, but the rain kind of kept it in check. But it is now a collapsed, burnt husk of a building. And there is just this nice layer, about a half an inch at most, of snow. It's very lightly falling from the sky. It's still kind of a gray, cloudy day, and just very tiny little snowflakes are constantly falling, and shadow immediately... <laughs> I flop on my back and then start making an angel. Okay. No, no, you make a gorgeous no. angel. When you get back up, your back is now covered in black soot and kind of wet, muddy snow. But you have a gorgeous half-orc angel on the on Look the how beautiful that shit is. At this point, I'm going to try and intuit where the markets are based on where the city seems more dense as opposed to less dense. And 
I think I, I want to head we're that in direction. a city. No, we're outside we're of the city. We're the outskirts, but I'm going to head towards the city, I guess. Uh, at the moment, you don't know where the city is. Well, you guys have not ventured outside of what, what is now a burnt-down way station. Gotcha. Wouldn't there be, like, taller buildings or something, signs or something nearby? Or- not inside the way station. You'd have to go on out. The only thing that you guys have seen so far is Carlton kind of poked his head out the main doors and could see that there was a more major road about a quarter of a mile away. Let's perception check. Give, I was going to say, given that I'm from the area, or from the area of Waterdeep near the mountains, and I'm good at, like, nature and survival and all that, can I kind of check to see my, like, gauge my surroundings to get a general direction of which way we need to head, like, west or east or north or whatever? Yeah, I mean, I'll take perception checks from all of you if you'd like to leave the... You're still kind of sitting in this burnt-out courtyard, so if you'd like to leave and kind of get into the main wilderness and give me some perception checks, I'm assuming you're going to take the Black Bolt with you? Yes. 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 All right. I'm being good and I'm reminding you this time. In the future, I might not be so good. So who wants to spend Carlton the... doesn't know shit. <laughs> who wants to spend the few minutes and retrieve and end the teleportation circle and retrieve the bolt? I'll I'll do it. It. I guess I, I was going to say I will because I rolled a one on my perception, so I'm not paying attention. All right. Carlton, you do it. Carlton can do it. Is he yeah. paying attention okay. enough to get the black bolt, though? Yeah, you all know how to go ahead and retrieve this thing. It's a very simple ritual that basically anybody can do once they know the correct steps. And it's pretty simple. Just it takes time to activate and it takes time to deactivate. So Carlton puts his hand on the ground. He mutters the two or three command words. He concentrates the way Jonathan has taught him. And within about 10 minutes, he's the teleportation circle vanishes and he's got the bolt back in his hand. Uh, the rest of you, you were giving me perception checks. Uh, Travancore? Oh, 21. Uh, Jonathan? 19. And Bernie? 12. Bernie, you've never been in this area before, and you have no clue where to go. Jonathan and Travancore, you make... Jonathan, because of where you think you've ended up because of the teleportation circle that took you here, and Travancore, you've studied maps of this area before you came to the Sword Coast to be a little more familiar when you arrived. So the both of you are able to kind of glance about at the topography kind of see where everything seems to be um you can actually even smell a little bit of salt in the air giving you a good idea of some directions and it seems like you're about uh, 10 12 miles outside of Waterdeep, not too far uh you just need to head north there is a a just outside the way station there seems to be a fairly major road that's heading in that direction already then we proceed in a saltwardly direction. Saltwardly! I, I get down on one knee so that Bernie can hop in the basket. Basket! <laughs> All right, you guys make the trip. It only takes a couple of hours. The road is pretty well kept. As you walk north, the snow is steady, but it's it's the tiny little snow. It's not really accumulating. It stays fairly cold. Uh, winter has definitely finally arrived, and Carlton, you're you're doing okay because you know I'm orcs thick. and you've got thick hide, and you grew up in the in the woods, and you know what you're doing. Uh, the rest of you are starting to feel the chill a little bit, and as you see, as you crest a hill, you see before you the splendor of Waterdeep, and it is massive. It is by far the biggest city any of you have seen and uh, jonathan that includes you even though you've spent some time in neverwinter this place is just insanely large you are coming 
into it from the southern end. And I'd like you all to roll uh, history checks. I have good history. No, I do not do history well. What a, I'm in uh, the same boat, Bernie. This is my second a, one of the night. What? Yeah. Oh my god, we we all suck at this. Apparently. <laughs> all right, all right <laughs> Carlton? I rolled a one again, so it's a two. All right, Bernie? <laughs> I got a I'm so smart. four. And Travancore? Six. And Jonathan? Twelve. I think I lit my history book on fire, actually. I think we need to fight something, because I'm getting all the shitty ones out of the way now, so I'll be rolling nothing but 20s later. Yeah! <laughs> That's I'm going to right? pretend that's how that works. Bernie and Carlton, you guys are overcome a little bit at the splendor of this city. It is just as far as the eye can see. There are countless innumerable people and you would have nowhere, no idea where to even begin. Travancore, the splendor of this city for the moment makes you forget anything you remember reading about, about this city. Like Waterdeep, because you thought you might have landed here when you first arrived you had done some studying on Waterdeep, but at the moment you are just taken with the the sea to your left and the the sprawl in front of you jonathan it's a city and you're pretty sure once you get there you can figure things out but for the moment you're like ah i can see some gates i, I guess gate time that's pretty gates! much that's that all is- right gate time for for out of character for a second that's how i approach most trips to the city like to any city i kind of get a general idea and i'm like yeah i'll figure it out when i get there i'll have uber and google on my phone i'll be fine <laughs> okay can we pull out your, our phones in game and use them googles <laughs> I, I guess i have to go to shop to buy a phone i'm gonna i am gonna research a spell this is jonathan talking now i'm gonna research a spell where Where's you jonathan? can use a shiny rock and be able to get any information you want and get pointed in any direction with magic. Magic! <laughs> a Is shiny a rock. rock like a small, like almost like tablet-sized rock? A slate, if you will. A slate. Okay. Like, a slate. Will you need chalk to activate it? No, you can use your finger. What? That's I know! Fucking magic! <laughs> I feel like it's so time magic. to burn Jonathan at the stake. I'll have to He's say, like, line. you know, I learned three languages, and you give me a full physical. This guy starts talking about magic rocks, and he gets a pass? I'm a wizard, Harry! I need <laughs> Travis Core. <laughs> this is how we get sued. I guess we're heading toward, toward, through the yes. gates, I guess. To water deep. gates. To the gates. All right. From the hill that you guys have crested, it still takes about another 30 minutes of travel down this road in order to get to the gates. They are currently open. There are two guards on either side with pikes, and they seem relaxed, but watchful and kind of give you guys a nod as you walk by. These, unlike Greenest, which took a very long time as you came and went and as you wandered around for people to get used to seeing... uh, Shadow and Carlton, the the bear and the half-orc took a while before people just kind of got used to them. Nobody seems to pay any of you any mind as you walk through these gates. The guards notice you all equally and just kind of are taking stock of comings and goings. And as you enter the southern gate, you immediately see just rows upon rows of shops and stalls. This part of the the city is obviously a main entry point for 
trade and the incoming and exporting of goods. And you can see caravans are currently pulled up alongside way stations that are loading and unloading goods. There are horse and mule stalls, a couple oxen stalls, and there are just hundreds of people of every race, sex, color, creed, size, as far as the eye can see. Shopping montage. Don't we need forks? Now that we've entered the city and I'm I'm a little bit more urbane and now I can get some help with what I'm about to do, I tell Bucks, Bucks, go up to the roofs and kind of trail us and make sure that if someone looks like they're following or casing us, let me know. Uh, Bucks gives you a silent nod and then swoops off of your shoulder down towards the ground, making a sharp upturn and on just silent wings flies up into the into the rooftops to your right. And he'll just shadow you from there. Uh, I say we had I kind of want to buy a, uh, a, a new sword like uh, the short swords, you know, they rely on strength. I heard if you use, like, an epi or a rapier, it'll rely on dexterity, so I kind of want to buy one of those. I want to go find an information kiosk. Yes, and I want to buy a winter coat, and then I would like to look for for uh, the, hor- the horse meat dealer. So... Oh, the horse meat as in to eat, or as in to buy a horse? As in to buy a horse. How okay. about we kind of go shopping, and we meet back here in an hour? Sounds good to me. Wait, no, don't split the party. Find the kiosk first. We need to have... A- a point of reference, like oh, kiosk. Yeah. Like there's We're at the ca- gate. Is there an apple cart nearby? No. <laughs> they do apples are illegal in Waterdeep. What? Yes, they had a great apple coup of O twenty four, and it, everything went shot to hell. No apples here. <laughs> Most of what you see nearby are way station and unloading and loading stations for large caravans. And so you don't see any any specific traders nearby. Uh, do I see a like chapel or anything like that? I want to see if it's possible to have somebody look at my halberd to maybe make it not so necrotic, but still awesome. What's wrong with necrotic? I do necrotic damage. Yeah, but you're cute. I sneeze five necrotic damage. What's What do you have against necrotic damage? Well, being a half-orc, people look at us differently than adorable gnomes. And if an orc is doing necrotic, they might think I might be an agent of evil. But you're with an adorable gnome. Yes. But, you know, I would say, I, would say I, I hold up my hand and say, Carlton, unless yes. you're in... Ivory plated white armor with a sword that says Bahamut in giant flaming letters and have a shield that is like that says I am the purest person ever. People are just going to assume whatever they're going to assume, regardless of what you wield. Carlton has feelings and people are mean. I can get a Sharpie, and I can write all of those things on you. Also, it's Waters Deep, so people seem pretty chill here. Water Deep? Chill as fuck. It's my foreign accent. I apologize. <laughs> hey, the Waters Deep! Ah! <laughs> Look, we go, we go and find some apples! Ah! Don't belittle my people. That's offensive. <laughs> You're racist. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to sigh, and I'm going to go find a guard and have them tell me where things are. Yeah, I'm going to go with you because I'm going to be making the same uh, inquiries. Me too. Yeah, I'm going to go and ask about where things are as well. All right. Okay. So 
you guys uh, go ahead and roll investigation checks. Bernie, what'd you roll? I got an 11. And Carlton? Uh, 15. And Travancore? 12. And Jonathan? 10. Okay. We suck. You guys start asking around, looking for either a guard or somebody who is willing to chat with you. And basically, you get the the sense that, at least right here in this general area, these people are a lot like people from New York City. They can spot a tourist a mile away, and as soon as they see you coming, they are opposite direction. And it's not out of fear, it's more out of eye-rolling, oh, fuck, I do not have time for this shit. It's because I'm at work, isn't it? They see you as tourists, and they don't want to have to deal with tourists. It's clear, like, because even when Jonathan, the most kind of just normal human tries to approach anybody, they are immediately really busy looking at bushels in, in their hands or talking to their friend. Uh, but Carlton, with your height advantage, you are eventually able to see a pair of guards that are walking past. They're ambling. They seem to be just there to to keep an eye out and keep the peace. And when you approach them, they do stop and pay attention to you. That's nice. And you can ask them whatever you would like. All right. Well, ask away, my friends. What, what are we looking for? Well, we're looking for a marketplace. We're trying to buy some uh, some goods for the winter. These two guards, both of them are human. Both of them are kind of nicely armored. They're not wearing any helmets. They They look bored. And the one immediately rolls his eyes and says... Claude, I thought that we would not be helping all these tourists when we became, and the other one elbows him and says, shh, shh, shh. Yes, you're going to want to go to the trade district. It's over to the north. You don't, you're not going to want to be here. You just go north. You can't miss it. That's where all of the shops are. Sir, is there a sign? There are signs everywhere. No, Do you like, speak common? Yes. Then, yes, you will is see signs. Is there a sign that says, hi, this is the trade district? Like, one time I was in the city, and they had a diamond district, and there was just pictures of diamonds everywhere. So is it like I can't miss it? Like, I'm just going to start walking north, and eventually there's going to be a lot of people selling things. Or am I going to walk over some kind of nice iron rot archway that says, hello, I'm the trade district? The answer is yes to both your questions. That's lovely. Thank you, sir. And I'm so sorry your life has fallen so low that you have to deal with tourists. Bye. So low. Hey, this is my job. I'm here to protect you. And and the second one just says, oh, just apparently you resent that fact. Bye, sir. Thank you for the information. Jonathan the Magic Muscular wants to think and try and remember where is the bastion for the arcane arts in Waterdeep. I'll go ahead and roll me a history check. Ooh, can I roll a check to see if there's a temple to Clean Bay? Uh, yes. Can that be a religion check? No. That's a history check, isn't it? You are trying to remember from what you've learned what is here. While you rolled, Jonathan, what was your history check? 18. There's quite a bit. Are you looking for a are you looking for an actual guild hall? Are you looking for a college? Are you looking for a shop? What are you looking for? I'm trying like so my character is an evoker. So he is in he is part of the school of evocation. Is there an evocation like guild hall or anything like that around? Or he's he's basically wanting to see if he can copy spells out of someone's spell book. Uh so he w- he would like to go to if he needs to go to the college like if he knows someone from the Waterdeep Academy or or the Waterdeep 
Center for Arcane Arts or something. There isn't necessarily specifically an evocation school and there isn't a guild, but you do know there there is a college for uh, magical study in Waterdeep. You don't know anyone offhand there, but you do know that they have one of the most extensive libraries around. It's not the kind of library you're going to be able to just walk into. You also, with that 18, you do remember hearing about a place actually in the trade district if you were looking to purchase spells called Ashes and Potions. It's apparently kind of the premier place to go in the for arcane art knowledge and stuff outside of the college, which you would remember you'd have to be a member of the college to really get in there. You'd have to sweet talk somebody to get on in. It's, you know, it's Harvard. And if you're not a member of the Skulls, you're not getting in. Okay, I'll I'll table that one. I may I may go try and give uh, give them a shot and see if they'll let me in. Okay, uh, Bernie, what was your history check? I got a two. You don't remember there being a an actual temple to Queen Bay here in Waterdeep. On the one hand, there is practically a temple to every god and goddess under the sun. And you wouldn't be surprised if you just don't remember where it is. However, your goddess is very specifically a gnome goddess. And it is possible that there just are not enough gnomes in Waterdeep for there to be one. But you're going to have to ask around to find out. Okay. All right. So I guess we make our way north. Yeah. I thank the guards uh again. They just nod and walk away. Uh, well, I was going to say, as we start walking away, I kind of double back and just ask them if there's a particular shop I was looking for that we talked about. Out of earshot to my comrades. Okay. Um, go ahead and roll a persuasion check. Don't say, uh, 15. Uh, they nod and say, yeah, and they give you some directions. Okay. All cool. right. You guys are heading north? Yeah. Yep. All right. It's about a good 30, 40 minutes of traveling north through the the district that you're currently in, passing by carts filled with goods from all over the Sword Coast and just motley assortment of crews. You're you're tempted to go and check things out, but pretty much every large caravan of goods and services that are coming in and out of this area of Waterdeep are being very closely guarded. And the the men and women who are guarding them are no-nonsense type people. Not even the kind of people where you're going to want to ask for directions. So you just steadily make your way north and... It's an abrupt change. You do actually see an inner wall with an open archway. Right now, the gate is open. There are some guards standing there, but once again, they seem to be peacekeepers. They don't seem to be, you know, checking IDs or anything. And as you step through this archway, the first thing that actually hits you is the smell changes. Whereas before, you guys were primarily in warehouse district, as it was. So lots of pack animals and sweaty, tired people, boxes and sawdust and just everything you would need to actually transport goods. As you pass through these gates, this is obviously shopping district. Uh, they called it the Trade Ward, and it is a bazaar of gigantic proportions. It On the one side, you see stalls of exotic fruits and vegetables. On the other side, you see someone hawking uh, logs that they say are ever-burning logs for your fire. A little further down, you can see 
clothing and armorers and pretty much everything you want is available. There are people outside yelling in a cacophony of voices, in a cacophony of languages, some of which you guys understand, some of which you don't. And once again, no one really seems to pay you any heed unless it's a hawker on the street trying to, to get you inside. Jesus! Come on! Best Jesus in Waterdeep! Come this way! Did he say Jesus or Jesus? He said cheeses. Are, and he's, are you sure? And as soon as you stop to wonder about that, a small halfling rushes forward with a half a wheel of what you can clearly smell as cheddar and pushes it under your nose and says, Yes, ma'am! The finest cheeses you'll find in Waterdeep. Come, come inside. You can see more. I have samples. I have the best available. My master makes the most amazing cheeses. Some of them are as far away as Neverwinter. You must try. You must enjoy. You must savor. Do you a, have free a, a store or a market that has a cheese store that only for cheese only in this grand cheese. bazaar? How bizarre! How I bizarre! Think, <laughs> I think Trevor Cor is having his come to cheeses moment. She said the word bizarre. <laughs> That's how long I've been waiting. You wasted on cheeses. Yeah, I just wanted to get it out there. <laughs> Do you have any Jesus cheeses? I just wonder what is the quality of your cheeses. Come inside, come inside and see. And he he is holding out his hand as though to grab it, but doesn't actually touch you. And he is like, come, come. And he starts to try to beckon you inside. But is it kosher? I don't know what that is. Ooh. But I, I bet you we have something that would that I know would a man with actually nice curly hair that. that can explain that to you. Well, if you come inside, that. my master will show you all sorts of cheeses. And I bet you there is one that is this kosher. Yes, he only has two curls, if we're being really specific. Well, I bet we have more than two cheeses for you. Do you give free samples? Absolutely. I wanna... Although you would you would not want to have too much of our cheese and spoil that luscious figure, young one. Okay, wow. so um, the money stops at sexism. Have a nice day. Bye. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, but, but beautiful lady, come back and, and like, already as we walked away, As we walk away, I go, you done fucked up, bro. And I, I, I walk with, with Bernie. And he says, sir, those, those muscles must need cheese in order to keep you strong and big. Come and try our cheeses. A, a handsome man like you must want to have a good Gouda in their mouth all the time. That's, that was very sexual in so many ways. I don't even know how to unpack that. <laughs> I keep Can walking. I do a check to see if he's coming on to us? <laughs> uh, roll me an insight check. Okay. I feel like the sexiest thing in that hobbit's life is cheese. Nine. You can't really tell. Sex sells. Yeah. And this guy obviously is hitting on anything that comes near him. There so you don't know if it's, it's is it a selling tactic or is it just him? Well, a little bit anyway. of column A, a little bit of column B. I feel like cheese is not the reason I came to water deep. Am I saying it right? You got I it, like bro. Yeah. yeah! How do you say it first? How, I, I kind of want to head to that exotic apple cart. There are no apple carts in Waterdeep. We already established this is canon. There was exotic fruits and vegetables, though. Yes, they don't have apples. Exotic fruits and they vegetables. have something. Oh my God, Lauren! I, have to, I they will have personally send I, I you twenty dollars if you establish that there are no Wait, apple carts in Waterdeep. You'll, you'll pay me twenty gold right now to stop this. I'm gonna send Lauren twenty bucks in the mail. Oh no, this this is outside the game. <laughs> and I'm, some beer. I'm heading in a fruitwardly direction. Okay, you head backwards towards uh, where you first saw the exotic fruit and vegetable stand. It, it was an actual shop. It's one of uh, a lot of the shops that you see on this main thoroughfare are not 
open door and enter shop. It is more a storefront and where the, the top has opened up and out to provide a little bit of cover. Gotcha. And the actual desk has pushed forward. So obviously the store behind it is a home and a storeroom. And then, you know, they just got a, a stanchion in front. And as you approach this place, you can say, you can uh, see that there's a sign above that looks like it's got two different fruit type things that you you don't immediately recognize and the place is called uh nuts of nuts and this it's spelled correctly and then it's spelled incorrectly the second time okay <laughs> all right i walk towards i guess the thing that looks the most like an apple okay you don't actually see any apples oh, nothing resembles that these are all exotic uh, fruits and vegetables and when you ask the owner who seems to be just a, a nondescript human male standing there he's got a, a cap on he's he seems to be doing his best to, to sell stuff but he's seems to be a little unsure of himself and when you ask him he says well no apples are of course not they're not exotic you can get apples anywhere i'm, I'm pretty sure the grocer down the way you can get apples from but don't you want to try this kumquat come Quat? You see, apples, they don't grow where I come from. That's why I'm so fascinated by them. But the kumquat sounds fascinating. I think, uh, how much for the, for uh, for one kumquat? Just for one? But I see you have a whole collection of people here. I, I will offer you a deal, sir. I will give you five for one gold. Five for one gold. Can I do a check to see if that's a good deal? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, go ahead and roll me a insight check. Insight. Uh, while he's haggling with the fruit vendor, I kind of <laughs> sulk away into the shadows to go f- to that shop. Okay, uh, roll me a stealth check. 15. Okay. Travancore, what's your passive perception? Passive perception. Passive perception. Plus four. Uh, Jonathan, what's your passive perception? 11. And Bernie, what's your passive perception? Um, I didn't do a perception check, but... You didn't do a perception check. I'm asking for your passive perception. It would be... 10 plus wisdom, right? It's usually 10 plus your wisdom modifier, oh, yeah. 15. Okay. Carlton, you start to sneak away. Bernie, you notice Carlton kind of back away and try to meld into the crowd and leave. What's up with that shit? It, it smells weird in here. I'm just going to get some fresh air. Carlton, wait. I need a favor from you. What? I need you to go find that grocer and ask him to pack away all his apples for the day and refuse to sell them to trap Done. Before. Done. You, I will double you. time it. And then I need to find I a will way- stop at the grocer on the way back. And fulfill okay, my way back duties. from what? I, you, we get to get back to my check or whatever. That that was going on at the same yep. time, right? Yep, yep. So while you're doing this check, this conversation happens. Carlton melds into the the crowd and is gone as soon as he said okay to Bernie. Travancore, what was your insight? Seventeen. This guy, he seems to be a little unsure of himself, and so. You're not sure, because you don't know what a kumquat is, you're not sure if this is an amazing price or not, but he seems to be unsure of himself enough that he's probably not asking too high a price. Make it six and you got yourself a deal. Oh, one for the bear, I see. Of course. All right, six it is for one gold. I have- and he hands over a bag of kumquats. And I flip him a gold. The pleasure doing business right. with you, sir. You now have a bag of kumquats. Yay! I eat one- I, I bite into one kumquat. Okay. It's a- It's sweet- you probably should have peeled off the rind first, yeah. <laughs> but you don't know that. He didn't tell you. Well, what do um, I know? I'm, I'm from out of town, right? Yeah, but it seems to be okay. You you like it when you finally kind of get into it. Hmm. I would like to take, as he's trying this kumquat, which is going to take a while, I would like to take the merchant aside. The exotic fruit merchant? Exotic fruit merchant. 
This okay. is like sexy shopping montage. <laughs> and I would like to say, sir. Yes, ma'am. How much could I pay you to convince my friend over there that there was a terrible plague brought to this city by apples many, many years ago? And ever since then, there have been no apples in the city. Ma'am, what you ask is practically impossible. There are hundreds of grocers just in this area alone. Yes, I, I just need you to tell him that when he asks a grocer for an apple, it is committing the utmost faux pas. Uh, go ahead and roll a percep- uh, a persuasion check. How how much of a bonus do I get to this persuasion check if there is a nice shiny piece of gold in it for us? <laughs> if as you're saying that you hand over a piece of gold, are you actually offering him a piece of gold as you do this? I'm going to do this and you're going to make something one more piece of gold than I have. But yes, I am. Okay, I'll give you advantage on the roll. Uh, he, uh, you slide <gasps> over oh, this fuck. gold piece. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sir, I'm going to need you to sell it really good. We're talking these apples brought in a terrible plague. And while we continue to sell them, it is an, an act of performance. And nobody actually buys apples in this city anymore. And what was your number again? 27. <laughs> okay. He looks at you and he he reaches out and takes your hand in an imitation of uh, as if he was comforting a loved one. And really, he just kind of grabs the gold from you and says, you have my word, I'll do my best. I'm going to need you to sell this, sir. And I'm going to need you to say that you're just looking out for him. Okay. So... While this whole exchange is going on, I can't hear them, but I can see them talking, Because you're right? eating a peel, an unpeeled kumquat. <laughs> I don't have to turn my back to do that. <laughs> no, I took, him, I took him aside, my friend, and I'm asking about pineapples. So I can't see them when they're doing this. Um, you are not paying any attention. You're, you're a little distracted by this, this kumquat. You fed one of them to Shadow, who just home <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> And then he opens his mouth for another. Aww. I want to save some for the rest of the guys, okay? We'll get you some more later. Yeah. And he he's he's a little upset, but he it's obvious he's like, yeah, alright, I shouldn't have more than more than this. Alright. Um at this point you feel a tap on your shoulder as the shop owner that was talking to you, uh, or that sold you these kumquats kind of beckons you back up to turn back around, and he says, So uh, your friend has explained to me that you're you're looking for apples, and I know you'd asked me when you got here that you were looking for apples. Is this true? Yeah, I, that's what I said, right? Wasn't it? Yeah, I, I was just so surprised because apples around here are just there was this plague, and all of the apples have been destroyed. That seems interesting that you wouldn't have told me that until after I gave you money. Well, I didn't want to scare you away. I just wanted to sell you something on uh, sell you something that I that I had. Hmm. Interesting. You you mentioned you talked to my friend. Uh, which friend? Uh the little <laughs> gnome right over there. She said that you were interested in apples. I understand. I'm only thank trying to love you. <laughs> well, thank you for letting me know. I appreciate you looking out for the interests of someone far away from home. You have a great day. I I just want to let you know that if you don't find anybody who sells you any apples, to not be disappointed. I understand. And I kind of wink at him ex in an extra obnoxious way. Like this. <sighs> Go ahead and roll uh, uh, an insight check. Insight, again. Yeah. Eleven. 
you're unsure if he is bullshitting you or not. Okay. Despite your suspicions. Okay. Well, better to play it safe, I suppose. Um, there are plenty of fruits around here I could buy. I can try the whole menu. Maybe I've been limiting myself to just apples. Maybe I need to make the whole world my menu. I'm in, I'm in water, water deep. The, I don't know what You are, sir. You say, you say water. Hey, you, stop making fun of my accent. Can you just say water? Is this a Northeastern thing? Sir, I admire your fortitude and your, your desire to try Everything that life has to offer. That's why I opened this shop right here. Everybody can buy apples. Everybody can wait, wait, wait. Cabbage. Everyone can buy apples. That's water, interesting. Water, well, not right that's... now. Wow. Okay. Around here, apples have been hard to come by, but eventually they'll come back, right? I mean, diseases only last for a few seasons. But who, who can buy this? What's that? And he shows you a fruit that it's red. And it's kind of bulbous at the bottom, and then it has these leaves that come spraying out of it. In uh, They start off like a, a deep blood red, and then by the time they reach their tip, they're kind of an almost pink. Ooh, that looks interesting. What's that? This, this is a fruit that is incredibly rare. I only have a couple of them to offer. You must peel away the outside and eat the inside. It is a, a, a creamy delicacy um, that... I have only tried once because these were so expensive to procure. Um, but these geese are something that you will never find anywhere else. How much you want for it? Oh, this. This, my friend. The kumquats were expensive. These are a king's ransom. These are two gold each. I look at him and I say, <clears throat> You might want to give him a discount. I would love to give him a discount if these weren't so expensive. And he holds the ghee out to you, Bernie, and says, Now, if you would like to buy him one, he might consider that a wonderful thing from one friend to another. That is the kind of thing friends would do for each other, isn't it? How about I give you one gold for it? Uh, go ahead and roll a persuasion check. Raises eyebrow. <laughs> Utter failure on the apple front should get me big fucking discount i think bay owes you a solid oh yeah there you go got a 22 he says for you how about how about two for three gold i need to do some math really quick well there are uh figuring out math for kumquats and geese what is a yeah. geese can i google that really quick can, so during this exchange do, do i have enough time to go to where i need to go get what i need to get and come back and not in in the moments that they're talking about okay, this. In the so moments they're talking about that. this, it's it's going to be about ten fifteen minutes for you to make it to the stall that you're looking to get. How, what yeah. is it? Is it? How do you spell that in real life? In real life, you don't spell it anyway. It's, Did you make it's, that up? It's very possible I made that Kumquats up. Kumquats are real. I just assumed Kumquats I, are real. <laughs> I really just googled that. Do you know what I could have? Lauren, do you know what, what I, with my best approximate spelling of ghee, what I could have gotten on a Google image search? Well, I'll tell you that the way I spelled it was G-E-S when I wrote it on down, but it, it is not something that you're going to be able to find. Uh, roll me a nature check. I'm going to roll you a nature check. Somebody out there, please draw me a ghee. Okay, nature. I got some no nature. I got a six. You've never seen this thing before in your life. All right. But he look. is now offering you two for three gold. At this point, I ask, does the offer extend to me as well? You seem to be together, although you seem to be together. Sure. <laughs> two for three gold. Wait, 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 wait. What, what, what do you mean what? by that? 
Well, you argue like an old married couple. I assumed that you might be one. Oh. I'm not that old. I'm not that into elves. Ooh. Oh. Well, how was I to know? I just see you argue. argue. That's, That's because we love each other in a really platonic way. Were That's you going right. to eat this dumb fruit, or are you going to, like, just taste it and decide it's nastier, and we're going to have to feed it to Shadow, and then he's going to poop for days? Oh. And Shadow, at this point, perks up and... Mm? <laughs> Uh, you know what? I can. The sooner we conclude our business here, the better. I'd say three gold is a small price to pay for me being able to move on. And how move about I chip in two gold forward. and you chip in one gold, and we call it a day. Deal. Cool. All right. He hands each of you one of these weird fruit things. They're about a good foot tall. The and he tells you to peel it until you see the white innards with the black spots that's the inner pulp and scoop that out. Don't eat the red bits. The red bits are sour and will not be pleasant, but the inside is creamy and delicious. I'm going to save mine for later. Yeah, I'm going to All right. Put it somewhere. Each of you write down that you now have a gee. G E S. And now that we've concluded our adventures in the fruit shop, Yes. <laughs> All right. Oh the my fucking God, thrilling I... adventures of buying fruit you and lying your friends. You know what? I thought there was some character development there. Shadow's going to have the shits later. It'll be a great time. And apparently we come off as an old married couple. That's new. Have fun storming the castle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, at this point, Carlton is disappeared 10 minutes down into the crowd what are the rest of you doing i kind of want to you know look into either getting a cloak because it's winter time or like that weapon i talked about the sword i want to look into okay. shops that are run by gnomes okay and Jonathan, to yeah, i want to i want to get like a fur overcoat that i can wear so i can so i yeah. i don't freeze also i wanted to look into either stopping by the magic college and trying to sweet talk my way into the library or if we're already in the trade ward then just finding that magic shop okay you are already in the trade ward so you you know that ashes and potions is somewhere nearby two of you it sounds like want to go to a clothing shop are the three of you plus shadow plus your owl all going to stay together or do you want to split off and go do these things let's go to the clothes shop first since that has the most agreement and then i will split off okay Okay, while you are doing that, Carlton, you arrive at your destination, and when you enter the shop, so I know you wanted to keep this a little bit of a, a, a secret. In my head, I've planned out how I want to approach it to keep it as secret as possible by using certain phrases. Well, so the, the problem is going to be actually being able to talk about some specifics of this, so I'm going to say this. Uh, the rest of you, you don't hear what's going on Do right you now. Take your headphones Why off. don't you just take, yeah, everybody take your headphones off. And I'll do this when, when you're All good. Right. The rest of you take a five minute break. I'd usually, if we were live, I'd take you into the next room. But in this case, go ahead and take your headphones off and I'll, I'll give you a thumbs up. All right. Carlton, after about 10 minutes, you are led to uh, the Yelling Raven. It is a little bit on the outskirts of the area that seems to be this trade district. And it's immediately obvious why because as you approach there is a cacophony of noise inside you were told by the guardsmen that this was the place to get hunting and riding dogs and it is obviously the place there is a kennel to the right as you enter the main part of the shop that is 
filled with dogs of all shapes and sizes. And as you enter the shop, this doesn't have a storefront. You actually enter a, a very small room out front with a few tables and chairs and a counter. And at the counter is something you've actually never seen before. The closest was the, the dragon creature that you saw attacking the town. Uh, this is a little bit different. This is a dragonborn. And you see a, a gold dragonborn in simple leather clothing. He is writing in a book at the moment, and he looks up as you approach. He says, ah, welcome. How are you today? I am fabulous. And yourself, sir? Ah, I, I see that someone has entered my shop looking for information and for a faithful companion. And that always worms my scales. How can I help you? I am looking to purchase a riding dog for my friend. She's a small little rock gnome. Uh, preferably one in a chocolate color, if you have one. I am so glad that you, you clarified and said your friend, because let me tell you, let me tell you, my friend, you, there is no dog in the world that could, that could no, hold you. I, there's very few animals that can hold my, my size. I am used yeah. to walking on foot. Look at, the, look at these calves. Those, those are mighty. You have calves the size of some of my dogs. It is very impressive. So you're looking for, you say she is a gnome. So, and are you looking for a dog for her to ride? Or or is she, you seem to be a man that rides into battle. Is she also one that does the same? She's She usually has our back and she helps us out. Uh, so one to get her to, to and fro and that could have her back while things get hairy. Mm, interesting. Okay. A riding dog is a simple thing. I, I have riding dogs for days. I have plenty in chocolate. I can get you a mastiff that would suit her needs. Now, one that is also suitable for battle, that is a little more special. That will that will take some doing. There there are extra costs associated with this. Are you prepared? Uh, we, yes, I, I'm, I should be prepared. Uh, I, I came prepared looking for a dog with accoutrement. So Excellent. He rubs his scaly hands together. He puts his quill down and closes the book. And he says, come, I will show you what we have. And he opens the back door and ushers you into the back. And as you go back, you can see this is a door to the outside to the kennels. And there are just dogs for days. They all seem to be fairly happy, healthy dogs. There's a couple that he passes quickly that are a little more wary and guarded. And the owner says, oh, don't do not mind those. Those are those are guard dogs. Those are not meant for riding, of course. No, 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 no. You wouldn't want to ride one of those. Let me let me show you. I will show you the riding dogs. And then I will show you the riding dogs that are also trained for combat. And you can decide for yourself. Perfect. But as as we do this, I I always like to know a little bit about those who are going to, to buy my animals. They, they should go to good homes. What is your name, sir? Carlton Tanks, and I reach out a hand to uh, shake. He reaches out a clawed hand and shakes it. He's got a nice firm grip, but it's it's a gentlemanly grip. He doesn't yeah. try to squeeze or scratch you. The scales are uh, warm to the touch, despite the fact that it is cold outside. He he is warm and dry, and uh, his gold scales are are just almost a little too warm it's like he's been holding his hands against the fire even though there didn't seem to be a fire a fireplace going anywhere and he says excellent carl carlton is it is very good to meet you my name is norlax this is my shop 
And he brings you to a part of the shop that has uh, a part of the kennels that's got several mastiffs. Um, And he points, he first brings you to one that's, it's not exactly chocolate. It is brown, but it's kind of a lighter brown. And it seems to be a very happy mastiff comes on over, is wagging its butt at you. And he says, now this, this would be your classic riding mastiff. He is a fine specimen of a dog, young, but fully trained, ready for a saddle and for anyone willing to ride him, he is going to be 35 gold. Now, if you are interested in one that's got a little bit more of the uh, stamina for biting, something that could actually fight, and he brings you a few more stalls down to a deep, dark brown dog with kind of hints of black coloring along the the flanks and on the paws and at the very end of the snout. This is also kind of a friendly dog, but doesn't have the same exuberant puppy. He comes up to the gate more with a little more respect. Both of these are huge dogs. And he says, now this, this is my finest fighting riding dog. He will serve your friend well. No one will touch your friend as long as she is riding him. He, with his extra training, is going to be 50 gold. 50? Hmm. Uh, can I look over the dog to fe- see if I feel like it would be worth 50 do- gold? What kind of check would that be? The So the owner, Norlax, says, absolutely, and he opens the gate and lets you in, and the dog, and then he gives the dog the command to sit. He gives it, do you speak Dragonborn? No. It, it's obvious he gives it in Dragonborn, and the dog sits, and Norlax says, he understands common as well, but of course, I've been training them. Go ahead and in- inspect as you wish. He closes the gate again. They're not locked gates, so he's it's just yeah. a latch. Uh, go ahead and roll an am- animal handling check. All right, well, 11 plus 5, 16. Okay. Very healthy dog, seems to be about two years old, very shiny coat. You check his teeth and he's got all of his teeth in great condition. The dog submits to this inspection without complaint and still seems to be perfectly happy to be next to you and near you and is listening intently. He seems to be super well trained. Okay. Uh, so 50, that's for the saddle, the extra protection, all that? Cool. Oh, no, this is just for the dog, the saddle. You, I offer saddles. If you're looking for other barding, you will have to go to an armorer for that. The That will be very specific. But I do offer saddles. I would, if you're going to spend the money on this fine beast, I would absolutely recommend a military saddle. That will run you 20 gold. But if... If you go for this dog, I, I can cut you a bit of a deal. I'll, I'll offer the, the saddle for 15, and I will tell you about where you can find some excellent barding for this animal. So 65? All right, throw in a bag of treats, and for 65, you got a deal. Sounds good. And he holds out his, he opens the gate and holds out his hand to shake on I it. shake it. All right, go ahead and mark off 65 gold. He bring he tells you to wait out front in the kind of the, 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 uh, main area and in about 10 minutes brings around this dog as i said it's a deep deep dark brown with black paws and a black snout uh the dog now has a riding saddle on it that is a military saddle so it's going to offer some extra protection in case bernie gets knocked off or tries to get knocked off so the saddle itself seems to be the way to control the dog, but the owner is coming out with what seems like just a rope on the neck like and hands you the rope, basically. And, and uh, Norlax says, obviously, when she is riding, this will not be necessary. But once again, you're big, my friend. You are not going to be able to ride this animal. 
So my suggestion for you, go to see Valen Oxteen. She has the Broken Woodsman's Forge just down the way. You can find just about any armor that you or your friends will need, and that will include my fine animals. He gives you an intense look. He's kind of been this jovial dragonborn, kind of very calm and very relaxed. And because he's a dragonborn, he's almost the same height as you. And it's been a little interesting conversing with a creature that can look you eye to eye. And nice. for a moment that that drops and he gives you a more serious look and he says, take care of him. Take care of him well. For sure. Yeah, I take the rope from him. I look at the dog. I'm like, how do you like the name Coco Snoot? And the dog just continues to, it's standing there attentive. You you see its butt kind of slowly wagging and uh, Norlax laughs and it's kind of this this weird, <laughs> you name it, whatever you'd like, you paid for him. He is yours. As long as you take care of him, he will take care of you and he will take care of your friend. Will do. Thank you, good sir. Thank you. All right, let's, let's do Go Coco for short. And I Coco? lead Coco out of the, the shop to rejoin my friends. Okay, let's thumbs up for everybody. Thumbs up, thumbs up. I like this idea of having people take their headphones off when they're not supposed to hear something. It doesn't happen very often, but, you know, sometimes it's necessary. All right, so while Carlton has been off doing this thing, I need uh, the rest of you who are looking for a clothing shop to roll me uh, some investigation checks. You got investigating it. Captain Core investigates. What's mine? I've done like a billion investigation checks. You think I'd remember? All right. I suck at investigating. Bernie, what's your investigation? Another three. And Travancore? 16. And Jonathan? 17. Uh, Bernie, you're still a little distracted by all the, the fruit stuff, and you, you just can't seem to get it out of your mind enough to pay attention where you're going. Jonathan and Travancore, between the two of you, you're able to scope out two different clothing stores that seem to fit your need. A lot of the first ones that you find when you're talking to people seem to be finery, dresses and suits and things for fancy dress. But you guys are looking for cloaks and travel gear and, and hardy stuff. And you, and you find the Adventurer's Lodge. It's got a sign outside that has a pair of pants that no person, just a pair of pants running. <laughs> and the door has a big open sign on it. I kind of love that. Let's go in. This looks great. Hey, we're adventurers. All right. You enter into this very warm, large shop that is obviously being... Uh, Jonathan, to you, it's obviously being magically warmed. It's comforting and just very comfortable when you enter. It's got very nice lighting from these sconces on the sides. And within about two seconds after you've gotten in out of the cold, a jovial dwarf comes running up to you. He is about as wide as he is tall and he's got a mane of red hair and a red beard that is just braided and styled in almost a, a fro and a giant a giant beard that almost reaches the floor and he says ah, <laughs> welcome welcome i knew i knew you were adventurers the first time i saw you how far have you come how far have you all come we hail from greenest yes that way that's please that's please greenest ah oh. Wonderful place. How's Leojin doing? Oh, he's, well. he's very bald. It's, uh, 
I keep telling him to get a hat. He needs a hat. He needs one of those fuzzy hats. I've, I've got one right here. And he runs off. And you can now see the interior of this shop is just racks and racks of utilitarian, but really nicely made clothing. Pants, shirts, cloaks, boots, hats. He goes running through a rack of clothing that is taller than he is and immediately comes back with one of those fuzzy hats with the ear flaps. And he hands it to Jonathan and he says, see, see, tell Leosian the next time he comes by that he would be, he would be a much happier man if he actually had a hat on his head. Jonathan, I happen to agree with him. I think so. I think he'd, you know, we should get it for him as a gift. As a gift. <gasps> as Absolutely. A gift. Yes, we should give each other gifts. I like you already. I'll even give you a discount. You, you tell him, you tell him Warble sent this. Uh, were you looking at buying other things? Yes. yes. I was looking to buy, as, as I mentioned, we are from Greenest, and I was looking to buy a nice coat for the winner. Ditto. Ah. And you, young lady, were you looking for anything? Yeah. Warm things, leggings, a coat, things that look like, like yellow, mustard yellow. I really like mustard yellow. Mmm, yellow. That could be a little more expensive. That is a dyed color. And so that's going to be a little bit more of a, a high quality item, but I'll see what I can do. And he brings you to a couple of different places. Since you're all looking for coats, he brings you to the the coat rack first. The coats actually come in the widest variety of colors. And you do, Bernie, with a little bit of searching, you do find not a, a bright yellow, but it's kind of a, a darker yellow. Mm-hmm. And you find them in sizes ranging, Bernie, all the way from your size up until something that could fit Carlton. And the owner, uh, this warble, says, you know, I pride myself on being able to fit everyone, anyone who comes into my shop. I should be able to find something in your size. It limits my selection a little bit, but I will have something that will fit you. I want us coat in this style. And go ahead and describe that style. I describe it to him. Oh, no, 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 okay, my friend. Okay, for our listeners at home, why don't you describe it? Uh, I know I'm looking for something want. maybe in a leather with the nice white lining and, and a nice collar that I can kind of bring up. It doesn't have to have a hood, but that would be, but I would accept one. I basically am looking for a coat that looks good on a very muscular character. Ah, I can see. He, he goes to reach out to touch your muscles and then pulls back a little bit and says, may I? Ugh, and I do this i do a pose and i'm like you may and he he walks up and he's you know he's a he's a small dwarf bernie he is barely taller than you and it he has to reach all the way up and kind of grabs your bicep and you you feel just the gentlest of squeezes and then he <laughs> i would not want to be on the other end of your punch my friend yes yes i have i have just the thing and he reaches into the rack of clothing and he pulls out a floor length duster with a a fine collar of white fur and he says i don't have anything with hoods that's more in the cloak variety but here try this on and while you try that on bernie you you are able to find a coat uh kind of a thick winter coat that is in a very it's almost a faint yellow it's more of a kind of a brownish yellow it looks like it was dyed yellow and then has faded a little bit but it's got a black fur on the inside and along the cuffs and it is sized for a gnome it's actually your size i want to comment on how i love how we're getting into our season two costumes like 
Like, <laughs> and, and like in the second season, they always play dress up. And so everyone changes their look a bit. That I, I love that's what go. we're doing. Can I grow a beard? You can cool. always grow a beard. At this moment, immediately no, no. but give it a couple days. I just days. really yeah. want. I just picture Travancore going and like trying to make hair pop out of his face. One day there is a drink to help with that. At this moment, all those possible side effects are potted plant. Yeah, or yes. feathers for a beard. At at this moment, Travancore decides he's going to stop shaving. <laughs> okay. the The owner looks at you and says, "And were you interested in a coat, sir?" Well, the thing with a coat is, I'm afraid it might hamper my mobility. A cloak might be a better fit that would allow me to maintain my speed and dexterity. I like the way you think, sir. Come with me. You enjoy trying on the the variety of of coats that we've got. Um, and Bernie and Jonathan, the the coats that he's handed you, they fit impeccably well. He's kind of pulled this thing off the rack, and stylistically or not, whether you like it, it seems to be exactly what you're looking for. And it it's it looks like it was cut for you. Does it have a hood? Uh, no, your coats do not have. I'm hoods. gonna have he... to go to the cloak department. Okay, so you hang yours back up. Jonathan, do you keep a hold of your coat? Yes, and I, since I already have a cloak, I'm good. All right. I feel kind of cold walking back. <laughs> I think I should get a coat, shouldn't I? <laughs> oh, roll a constitution check. Just uh, d20 plus your constitution. 25. You're fine. Okay. You're fine. Well, you got I may pants. not always be fine. You may not always be fine, but right now you're fine. Okay, uh, fine. Bernie and Travancore, he brings you on over to two different racks of cloaks. These are all supple leather. There's no lining on the inside, and um, the vast majority of them do have hoods. And he says, go and try on what you will. I've got in a variety of, of colors. Uh, young lady, if you were looking specifically for the yellow, this I can offer you a much finer yellow. And he pulls out two different cloaks and says, this one might be a bit large. It's more for more for a dwarf, but give it a try. We can always hem. And both of them are a brighter, almost uh, flower yellow. Travancore, he shows you to a rack of cloaks of all different sizes and styles. What were you looking for? I need something that fits my regal bearing, that is simultaneously light to the touch, but warm to the feel. So royalty is usually a nice deep purple. Would that suit you well? Purple. Purple is acceptable. He rifles through some cloaks for a second, pulls out one, puts it back, pulls out one, puts it back, pulls out one, touches it for a second and goes, yes, this one, and hands you a cloak. As you pick it up, it is the supplest of leather. It is, there. there is no way this would hamper your movement. It is so soft. It is practically cotton. And as you put it on, it fits perfectly. You put your arms through the armholes. You put the hood up and it just drapes down over your body. It's got a little bit of lining along the edge in, in this black thread that almost has a gold inlay into it it is just super nicely simply made and has a bearing of wealth without ego and warble says ah you look like a prince funny you should, interesting choice of words my only concern with purple is i'm wondering if it would hinder my my stealth my ability to hunt my quarry without being seen Ah, but this this purple is a deep, dark purple, and he shows you, he kind of holds up the side, and you can see that up close, it's purple, but it is, it's, we're not talking Joker purple, it's it's a very dark, royal purple. Uh, you're going to have no problems if you decide to make a stealth check in this. Interesting. How much for the cloak? Well, I, 
seems like you're getting a bunch of things. I might be able to offer you kind of a group discount. Let's we'll table that for now. Okay. Table that thought. Uh, so your gnomish friend here, did you have did you have a, a choice between these two cloaks? Which one looks more mustardy? The one that's a little too large for you is more mustardy. The, the dwarven one is a bit too mustardy. Thing, you know how some cloaks just like pin in the front, but others do the nice little thing where one end wraps around? Uh, both of them wrap oh, around. Oh, good. And they have a very deep hood, right? Yes, if you were to put up these hoods, especially the dwarven one, which is a little bit bigger, you could practically hide your face from everybody if you wanted to. And it fits over my like armor and shit. Absolutely. The dwarven one is probably going to reach the ground on you a little bit, so the ends of it might get a little dirty unless you hem it, but otherwise both of them will work just fine. Oh, I like the dwarven one because it's more mustardy and less flowery. Mm, Can we hem I agree. That? This looks good on you. I can definitely hem that. It would take no more than an hour. I could get this done. Was there anything else that you were... He, and he kind of gathers that up from you. The rest of you have your clothes. Was there anything else you were looking for? Leggings. Uh, he brings you on over where the, the britches are. And there is a, a wide variety. He says, I don't have anything in yellow, but would I suggest to go with the yellow? I have this brown. And he pulls out uh, supple leather britches in a very deep brown that uh they button up the front they have pockets in the back he's he points to a curtained off area and says if you'd like to try this on without you know the men watching okay i'm gonna go try those on okay carlton yes while she is behind the curtain trying this on uh you've wandered into this general area go ahead and roll an investigation check because you don't know where your friends are nope Ooh, 17. Okay. You know that they were looking for a laundry list of things. And... I'm also assuming that there's probably a bear outside of some shop. Oh, no. Shadow entered with, with Travancore. Okay. He's curled up by the door right now enjoying the warmth. But asking around, you kind of start where the exotic fruit seller was and start to ask around as you head further north, knowing that your friends were looking for a clothing shop. And it's actually the description of uh, Bernie that sparks someone's memory and this this older lady with a a kind of a, a shopping bag under her arms is oh yes i saw that group with with the little tiny gnome go into the the shop over there warble shop over there the, the adventurers something uh yeah they should be in there does bucks notice okay. that traven that uh, carlton is lost if he's perched on the roof he he'd notice carlton absolutely be hard not to all right bucks is going to it's going to fly down and perch himself onto, onto uh, Carlton's shoulder. Hey, little okay. buddy, I scratch under his like beak and his chin. He gives a little, hey, mm, buddy. and then he says, mm, and he takes off and starts flying that direction. So, so Bucks is leading me. I will follow Bucks. It's only a moment or two, and he leads you to the door of the Adventurer's Lodge, which is a obviously some kind of clothing store as you he flies up onto the roof and perches again as you open the door you know immediately this is the right place because shadow is right there immediately and is a little more cautious at your friend and bernie it's at this point that you've are you coming out from the curtained area with the new pants on or have you tried them I'm gonna on, try and them on. i'm gonna look the in the mirror and decide how i like them they fit perfectly, and they are in exactly the the deep brown that would complement your mustard coat very nicely. They've got two pockets in the back, and they uh, button up the front. I will come out, and I will show them how awesome they look. 
Okay? You are all there. Ta-da! Bernie, you look fabulous. Thank you. Also, I got you a thing. <clears throat> I, love, I love things. Now, given his chocolate snout, I started calling him Coco Snoot, and he kind of likes Coco, but since he's for you, you can call him whatever you want, and I hand her the rope. So it is at this point that you all notice that Carlton has not entered alone. He's actually entered with a mastiff, and by mastiff, I mean a dog. It is, Bernie, for you, a gigantic dog. It is a deep, deep, dark brown mastiff with black on the paws and a black snout. He's wearing a saddle, but it's not just like a regular saddle. It seems to be a, uh, it's got bits of metal woven into it and spurs and a uh, riding uh, bri- bridle that seems to be something that you normally see on a war horse. And as Carlton hands you what in relationship is a, a fairly simple rope that's just leading this dog around. He hands you the rope and this dog just trots up to you and sits. And it is taller than you. Also, here's a bag of treats. Um, and he hands over a, a tiny little, uh, cheap little leather pouch, but it's got some beef, uh, bits of beef jerky. <gasps> I bought you a puppy. You've technically bought her a two-year-old mastiff. It's not I bought a you a riding puppy that you can take into battle. <gasps> dog i want to hand it a treat and our animal menagerie grows ever larger <laughs> i know right All <laughs> the pets. you got yourself a bear and everyone was super envious trendsetter i'm gonna lean in and i'm gonna hand him a treat i'm gonna pet him and i'm gonna say you are so much better than a bear <laughs> uh this dog uh, takes the treat and you expect a mastiff with those huge jowls and just it, the head is larger than your upper torso. You expect it to be slobberly and just uh, insanely. You expect Beethoven, essentially. But this dog very gingerly takes the treat to not get you one bit of spit and then and then continues to sit there expectantly. It's t- it's It doesn't have a tail. It's just its butt wags a little bit. And it, it looks attentively at you. I'm going to pat it on the head. I'm going to say, you are mine now. And it it barks at you in kind of this happy, Oof! and it's it shakes the floor. Oh, okay. What did, what did you name this, Carl? Carl you well, named he, he's got a chocolate snout, so I call him Coco Snoot. Oh, okay. Your name is... But you can call him whatever you want, because he's for you. Your name is Baron Von Coco Snoot. <laughs> <laughs> Baron Von Kokosnoot. All right. So you now have a riding mastiff. So uh, in combat, you can you can ride him outside of combat, and basically you're not going to have to worry about keeping up with everybody. In combat, you guys share movement as long as you're riding him. He does have an attack, but as long as you're riding him, he can't attack. He can attack, um, or he can attack, but it'll use your attack to do that because Carlton paid extra for the military saddle. When you actually, if you decide to get into the saddle, it's going to give you a bonus of plus two to any dexterity saving throws you need if somebody tries to knock you off your dog. Uh, and I'll send you some specifics about his attack isn't very much. Um, he can attack and basically Carlton upgraded you and bought the the military dog which basically means you can ride your mastiff into combat and he's not going to freak out 
but he does have an attack. So yeah, I'll send you that later. But you can you can tell all of this. This is an incredibly well trained dog. Still friendly. Still obviously amicable, but is is this isn't a puppy running all over the place. He is sitting attentively at your side. Baron von Coco Snoot, what do you think of these leggings? The dog <laughs> looks at you and is obviously now looking at the the pouch in your hand. Hey, leggings. Yes, no. As you snap, he looks at your snapping and waits for a command. Oh, good Jesus. Um, <laughs> roll, an, roll an animal handling. I have animal handling. Oh, I do. Good thing. That's wisdom based. 14. I got a 14. This is an incredibly well-trained dog, but he's still just a dog and he doesn't have that high of an intelligence. So the, the asking for uh, fashion advice, you're probably not going to get very much, especially when the pout of treats is right there. I'm going to give him a treat for looking at my snapping, and then I'm going to go change back into my regular clothes and get the, and I know for sure we're getting the leggings and the coat. Okay. You change back uh, while she's changing. The dog waits there obediently. Shadow is sitting by Travancore's side, kind of curious. This mastiff is huge. And while Shadow is bigger, the the dog is certainly the biggest animal companion that Shadow has had to deal with just yet. And uh, he's giving you... Shadow is giving Travancore a look. Like, are we are we good? Are we good? We're good. Mm. And he lays back down at your feet. I asked the shopkeeper if they have any, uh, like, wolf cloaks or anything like that made of wolf hide. Weren't you raised by wolves? Why the hell would you want to wear one? Because I want to be a wolf. <laughs> Warble comes running on up and says, good sir. Big sir. Oh, you are going to put my leather to the test. Uh, sadly, no. Uh, the wolf hides. They don't make the best cloaks or pants. We really stick with more of the traditional traditional cow leathers here. You could definitely ask around and see if there's a tailor that would work in wolf hide, but I usually don't. They're hard to dye and they're hard to kill. Do you have any like leather dusters with like white trim and a big fur collar? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And he brings you back on over to the coats and kind of shows you your size coats. He's only got a couple. Most of them are in uh, blacks and browns. He doesn't have any of the more exotic colors in something. But yeah, he's he's got a, a winter duster for you with the with the fur and everything. I uh, mind if I try it on real quick? Absolutely. Try on anything that you'd like. I would not expect you to leave without knowing that it fits. I put it on. I'm like, hey, John, how does this look on me? It looks fine. It looks just <laughs> fine. <laughs> <laughs> eh, All like right. It. It, it's a little too snug in the arms. I think I'll go with something something else. I can I can sense the taint the tension in the room. Maybe we should conclude our dealings here. Maybe head to a tavern, see what's going on. Carlton, I know you were thinking about trying to look up your family here. Any news on that? Oh uh, no, I went to go get a dog. I, uh, uh, easy enough. Wait, hold on, figured. hold on. Don't we all also need boots? Do we? You guys are wearing kind of some simple boots. If you'd like to get something more hardy, um, Warble is happy to show you. He's got full sets of adventuring clothing. Boots, 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 boots. He shows you where the, the kind of more rugged boots are. 
<laughs> boots and caps and boots and caps and um and yes there is a variety of of sizes available most of these are going to be kind of your your standard brown leather boot um that that seem to be fur lined on the inside for the weather if you guys know what frostbite is i suggest we all buy a pair of boots agreed yes I'm okay a pair of to go up to your knees look cute Ooh, knee high boots knee high boots mm, no they, he does these are all these are all trudging through the mud boots they don't call this the Adventurer's Lodge for anything. Why would I sell anything that doesn't go at least up to your knee? Okay, so we've got, uh, looks like, four pairs of fine boots. How many jackets were we going with? Four. Two, two jackets. Uh, two. None for me. No jackets. One cape. Two, two, two capes? One jacket? Two cloaks. Two, two cloaks, cloaks one jacket. Two cloaks. Two cloaks, one jacket, uh, one pair of very nice pants. Was there anything else that you were interested in? Uh, I think that's, that'll do it. I'll throw in the hat for Leosian, but only if you tell him that I expect him to smile when he puts it on. Oh, oh wow. I'll definitely tell him that. Oh. <laughs> yes. He'll know. So... Forever till we see Leosian. Shut up. Oh, yes. I'm old friends with Leosian. Tell him Warble Rockstash sent you. He should come by my shop. But here, and he, he hands over the, it's a light brown cap with fur-lined flaps for ears. And he says, so some of this is a little nicer than others. Most of this runs about two gold each. The The boots are pretty inexpensive. We'll say for everything with throwing in, we'll say the total is 20 gold for the lot of it. So five gold each of us. Sounds yeah. good, Warble. I must say, your facial hair is amazing. My facial hair is groomed daily, and I thank you for noticing. All right, so 20 gold. Uh, All right, you got go ahead and mark that off and, and add warm winter gear of various assortment. None of it is considered armor, but definitely if you are outside during the winter, it's going to help a lot. Can I put my leggings on? I guess I never really took them off, did I? Uh, you did take them off, uh, but he... Warble's more than happy to let you go back behind the curtain and change into your warmer leggings for after you've bought them. Yes, I do that. All right. You guys exit back out onto the main thoroughfare. At this point, it's getting later in the day. It's kind of mid-afternoon. You've made a couple of purchases. So uh, what's next? I say, I'm going to go do some magic stuff. I will I just keep Bucks with you, and then he'll come find me uh, when... When I'm ready, when you're ready. I want to trot about town on my dog. Hey, Bucks, you want to ride Shadow? Uh, Bucks is perfectly content to flutter down. Uh, He doesn't land on Shadow's snout this time. This time he kind of lands on his back and perches there. Shadow adjusts his shoulder blades a little bit as this owl, the owl's talons dig in to get a a firm grip. And they kind of both readjust for a second. And then Shadow goes, hmm, and looks pleased with himself okay well i don't know about the rest best of you but if we're gonna try and find carlton's family i think taverns are like a treasure trove of information or at least give us a place to start i want to look around for a temple to queen bay on my dog in my cape okay in my leggings and boots bernie is on baron von coco's snoot and wants to go find a temple travancore wants to go find a tavern to ask about carlton's family jonathan wants to go to the you want to go to the college first or yeah you i'll want go to, to the college first and then i can swing back this way for the uh ashes and potions okay and carlton what did you want to do I like the tavern idea because the booze and if nothing also, else i can, can ask drink. about some raiding orcs 
All right. Uh, so Carlton and Travancore head off in one direction towards uh, where they they think some taverns are. Bernie heads in another looking for a, a place of worship. Jonathan is heading towards where he knows the College of Magic is. And we'll do some more of that next time when we play Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. Because there is only so much of a shopping montage I can take in one session. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. Follow us on Twitter at Dungeon Drunks or www.libshark.com and see you next encounter. <laughs>